Hey, hey, hey. Hey, can you turn this one up just a little bit? Testing one, two, three, four, one, two, three. A check, a check. A check. A check, check, check. You ever heard of Brene Brown? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I just went down a Brene Brown rabbit hole. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, it's like kind of a you and Brene Brown rabbit hole. Oh, whoa. Last last 24 hours. Yeah, I guess I don't know that much. Are we related? No, no. It's just like I was just like alternating. I can't focus on just one thing. I have to alternate. Yeah, yeah. So, but she's like, have you checked out her like books or anything? Like, No. No, I've, uh, I, I just know kind of generally what's going on i know that there's a there's been a bunch of like press lately about her and yeah stuff and like and she just put out a new one i guess, I guess. i'm just exploring her now because of the, all that stuff there's like a mark malman or not mark malman, uh mark maron episode oh uh, he did her uh, interview with like her? in the last couple months he's got one with her uh, yeah oh, i'm so. gonna check that out yeah then. yeah totally yeah and then i saw russell brand did something with her oh cool but she's into vulnerability yeah, that's her big thing. Yeah, okay. Like embrace, like sort of sh- shame and vulnerability, and yeah, all, and the power of all that. Shit, I feel like I I, I relate. That's where we're well, related. I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was about to say. I feel like mm-hmm. you are a, ch- a champion of that in a mm-hmm. way, like celebrate celebrating vulnerability yeah. and making it sexy and <laughs> yeah. and making it rock. Mm. You know, I feel like you've <laughs> done that. In a great way. Yeah. Well, shit. That's kind of what Heartbones is all about. It's ther- really? Therapy rock. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. We kind of get into some. Like, I guess you wouldn't know yet because the album's not really right, cause released. Right. Because right now, recorded. is it covers kind of thing? Or? No. No. We we, we did like one tour where uh, we did the Dirty Dancing soundtrack and just did like right. five, five of our okay. songs at the end to like kind of. I see. Show the correlation and what's about to happen, and uh, now we're just doing originals, basically. That's cool. Yeah. Like, we have a whole album done and stuff. But here's Sabrina. Here we go. Hey, Sabrina. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. It's a little cramped. Nice to meet you. Joseph and Sabrina meeting. They gave you some headphones and a microphone. I love the green pants. Thanks. Safety first. Hey, is that a new tattoo? No. I love it. It's a boom box. Cool. <laughs> we were just talking about Brene Brown. Do you know who she is? Yeah. Yeah. She's had a huge impact on my life. That's amazing because I just went down a Brene Brown rabbit hole and really? uh, like <laughs> researching y'all, and then I was like oscillating between Brene Brown That's crazy. and y'all, and uh, it was like the correlations of like the power of vulnerability. Yeah. And like what you do with your uh, fashion stuff and everything, like it's embracing of that. I feel like that energy and what he has always been about to me, too, without even knowing that that's because it's like when you, I used to see I saw you in uh, in Minneapolis. And yeah, I was like, why is this so good? I couldn't, feel, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it took me till like tonight or yesterday to feel like, oh, yeah, it's because of the. Embracing of vulnerability is yeah. so empowering to people. To are we rolling? I think so. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I just yeah. I have this happen almost all the time when I go to a 
podcast where the best conversation happens in the first five minutes. It's yeah. always yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're totally. loose about it. That's why we start recording ten minutes before you come. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what did you capture of us before that? I don't know. We caught your. We caught the. Uh, what do you call it? The foreshadowing of your spirits. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah they were um, interesting. Yeah. They were probably just like mad at traffic right there. No, that's right that's the why we found tunnel. parking. <laughs> yeah. The spirits yeah. went ahead. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were like, "You guys got to get yeah, here." And help somehow this guy tricked out. a guy into like the. Uh, <laughs> into the fire hydrant spot. And I was like, you just pull forward just a little bit. And I was like, oh shit, that guy's in the hydrant zone and I got the good spot now. Nice one. <laughs> Today's Wait, working out. So, so who do we have today for the listeners that just joined us? Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I'm Sabrina and... I'm, I'm Sean, uh, or Harmar. Harmar Superstar, Sabrina Ellis. Yeah, together. And our band is... We're called Heart Bones when we're together. Heart Bones. Heart Bones. Yeah. That's an interesting moniker. Yeah, you know, it it's sort of like now that, you know what I mean, you, you, you hear a name after like so many times and it just doesn't like mean anything anymore, right. like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the or police, like Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you say the police and it's like, yeah, whatever, it's like, yeah. uh, it's it's like a thing I, I can, that like I can't even really remember the, the origin of it besides just sort of like, a, sort of like we're just texting back and forth or something one day, trying to think of names. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers have proven that if the songs are good enough <laughs> and, and the band is good enough, yeah. Yeah. any <laughs> name will sound, just roll off the tongue. And Red Hot Chili Peppers was taken, so we had to go with Heartbones. <laughs> yeah. I rem- yeah, I remember it was just, it had a nice ring to it. Um, yeah. There was one other name idea. Oh, yeah, Physical, physical Tickets. Physical Tickets. That's good, too. Yeah, well, that, that could be the album title, or I do you mean, already have a title for the there's album? Some, there's some ideas. I do like that that album title, but I like, that. like, for Physical Tickets, I think the band needs to be more, like, tough and noisy or something like that. Not that our band isn't fleeting tough. Fleeting thing, Physical Tickets. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a fleeting, like, concept. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? In today's world, there's no yeah. more physical they're, tickets. Yeah, oh. you're, on a, you're on a you're on a list. Like, you paid you to be on a list. You get your Ticketmaster printout. It sucks. There's no stubs to say. Yeah. I just like the way it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Like physical graffiti. Yeah, exactly. You know, physical tickets. Yeah, it sounds like it you're sounds about like to, an album title. You're about though. to get into something. Yeah. Yeah, a concert maybe. <laughs> But that, yeah. <laughs> but that uh, band name it re- speaks to that of uh, Brene Brown vulnerability in power, heart bones, because it's like heart is all super vulnerable and soft, and like the power too. But then bones is like protective. Yeah. So it's like the duality or something. And I think when you think of a heart getting broken, you don't actually think of like the crack of a bone. You know what I mean? So That's I true. Like there's kind of a something in that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So how did uh, Brene Brown? Uh, not that I want to talk about Brene no, Brown the I whole do. time, but I'm I w- a little I was hoping we would get back into that yeah. swing and about talking about Brene Brown and talking about <laughs> vulnerability and and yeah. what it means in our band and in our um, collaboration. Yeah. Um, so Brene Brown is. Um, a psychologist and a professor and a researcher, mm-hmm. statistician, I believe, at, um, goodness, U of H? U of H? Somewhere. Oh, in, I don't know. Yeah. And so, and I'm from Houston originally, and I live in Austin. So it, it's, oh, really? prou- it's, uh, it's proud to me that one of the top psychologists right now that's really helping people, um, you know, 
is a Texas person. Yeah, she comes from, oh, I can't remember where in Texas she's from, but it's a smaller town that has like a lot of grit about it. So she was uh, raised in kind of Fort this like Worth. Texas family home, somewhere near there, like, um, yeah. Or, I, I don't want to say wrong where okay. she's from. <laughs> There's a lot of little towns like this in Texas, mm-hmm. like the town in King of the Hill. And so oh, right. she was raised in a kind of Texas grit, like, you know, be tough and don't show your weakness and, you know, just prove to everybody right. that you can do everything and how capable you are. And she really soared that way because, you know, she, she became an academic and very successful. Um, and she's just got this really great mind and this great way of communicating. And while she was researching, um, she was researching shame and vulnerability from Mm -hmm. a, I don't even understand how, but from like, yeah, statistics, academic level viewpoint. Yeah. And she started to realize that something people just really have in common that really drives us and drives us often away from our happiness and away from comfort with ourselves is our levels of shame, shame about failure, Mm -hmm. shame about, um, mostly about failure and about not being who society has laid out that you should be. Mm -hmm. And, um, so the way that she impacted my life specifically was, um, and Sean and I were friends throughout this time, I guess at the end of 2017, I had been on tour for about a year and a half straight and I wasn't taking very good care of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, by that I mean I was neglectful and I thought that I was doing a really good job of just getting my work done right. and being a powerhouse and um, I was being tough. And then what, how, in what ways were you neglectful? Um, or you, like weren't doing your routines? or? No. I mean it's beyond that. Stuff? I mean I, I would have Honestly, I would have rage episodes. I, I mm-hmm. my rage was out of control. Um, I had anger management issues, and I Which would just destroy property. Which is also linked property. to shame. I, yeah. she was saying yeah. in one of her things. Yeah. Yeah. I really was so afraid of people seeing me ever mess up mm-hmm. that I would try to be scary and intimidating, not realizing, you know, that from an outside perspective, I really looked like somebody who was hurting very badly. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I was hurting. I was taking it on trash cans taking mm. it out on vehicles, right? taking it out on myself physically. Sometimes um, I would was, lose my voice from screaming. Was anything external inducing massive stress to you, like bad relationships, toxic relationships or anything like that? Or, um, Well, to be honest, yes, there, there's been a history of toxic relationships in my life that I end up having to be really tied to. Um, mm-hmm. But some of it's too big to even unpack and address, you know, when I have work to do. But really, it was a combination of inside, uh, external and internal influences. Some of it was that I had, um, you know, I lost my dad Mm -hmm. and I hadn't dealt with the grief in a in a process way. So I was it had turned to rage. Mm. Um, Another part of it was when you're a musician you become your business, your body and your voice and the things mm-hmm. your mind creates. Yeah. They're all things that you also want other people to like and approve of <laughs> and to even buy. And yeah, and you just go around 
presenting yourself and saying, yeah, why don't you take a look at this? Why don't you listen to what this has to say? Well, That's I've so always, yeah. funny the way you put that. It's so great. I mean, to choose that is presumptuous anyway, but I've always been a really self-loathing person. I know, and person. mixed with all that, yeah, too, because so, if we've yeah. done that, we've come from self-loathing yeah. somehow. So I feel like that's just like a prerequisite is, <laughs> to yeah. end up here in the basement with Coney Island Baby. You know? I can exactly. convince you to like me. I can't like myself, but... Yeah, know. exactly. But you have to love me. Yeah. Enough yeah. to pay money if, for just me to be around. How I am I going to eat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And I like to. If I can show you my how well, my dan how well I dance and, right. you know, some clever ideas that I've had. Maybe um, this will all go away yeah. for 45 yeah. minutes every night. So yeah, it was it was that, wow. and then um, I just I spiraled. I had a, a break from work suddenly at the end of 2017, and I couldn't remember how to feed myself. I couldn't remember how to talk with people. Mm. I would have entire days pass where I'd think about what needed doing and think that I was about to do it, or even thinking I had done it. But I had actually just maybe, I'm not exaggerating, sat on the concrete floor of my kitchen for six hours or something, mm -hmm. um, intending to eat, intending to go to the post office. And it was really getting kind of scary. Um, and I asked for some help. I, for the first time in, in my life, actually, or to a human, to, to other humans around me, uh -huh. I, I said, I. You know, I come off as really tough, and I really like to drive myself forward, but um, I've collapsed, and I really need help. And I don't even know what kind of help I need or where to go or what to uh -huh. do. And so next thing I know, I'm signing myself into, um, a, in Texas, a, a mental institution that where I'm going to get some help, where mm -hmm. I'm going to have intense help, unlike I've a break on like I've had before. Mm -hmm. um, At least and you went, you know, you knew you needed help. That's yeah. a big step and all on its own. And Sean called me when that happened. Um, yeah, we were, we were friends and we talked about what I was going through. Um, so getting to the Brene Brown part, let me skip over the whole boring drama of being in a psych well, it's not really that boring yeah it's not really that boring it's, <laughs> you're in the no, right I know it's, it's we don't actually... really have to skip it if yeah. you, like I'm, I'm interested in it, it I'm like but it's it is like something like again like the vulnerability of saying hey I need some help yeah is actually an empowering move but I didn't yeah. even know that yet I was just right. oh yeah, was... I, I need some help or else it was just a scary moment and uh was there any other externals that brought you to a place mm. of such massive dysfunction? Like in terms of was there, there were so many that so I can't, many you I don't can't even, wanna, even yeah. detail it right now. Right. Um, I really just, you know, and when I said the boring drama of being in a, a mental facility, no, I was being sarcastic. Um, right. No, I got that. I it's a, it's, it's a great um, experience to have the. You know, I was only there for a week mm -hmm. and I was there doing group therapy and I was on, you know, I was trying some new medications, um, new to me, but what really, really changed me quicker than having the help of the doctors and of the medications was the level of compassion and empathy that I felt being in, um, a hospital uh, confined there with other people who were maybe in a similar situation to me or maybe way worse. Mm -hmm. My roommate was a woman who was living on the streets and had to be, you know, brought in. Um, and she was so grateful 
to have the like stale strange food that we were given a couple times a day Mm -hmm. um another woman was trying to recover from a crack addiction and had lost almost every member of her family so just the level uh, going from um putting up this tough defense wall so that i could just power through and not think about how much i'm hurting yeah or not think about how i hurt others or how they hurt me um going from that to be being just hit with this flood of emotion of um, new humans coming into my life who are strangers, but who I related to so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it changed me very fast. Right. Um, That's great. That's like, it reminds me of like, cause I've done a lot of like 12 step program stuff uh-huh. and it's like, that's always, that's what's get, I get struck with when I'm in those rooms is like, every like you just go oh yeah life is supposed to be difficult and a challenge it's a difficult challenge for every one of these people totally worse than even mine half the time you know like and so it's like it just makes you go like oh okay i don't know and there was something about listening to Brene brown yesterday Mm -hmm. and even just what you just said just now like where it's like and that's where like the spirit comes in because it's like oh yeah we're all just vulnerable as hell out here just trying our best yeah. and dealing with shame and all kinds of shit well and that's the thing with that too is like when you go to like you know i i recently just like stopped drinking for a long period of time and uh that's cool yeah it feels you look good. really good feels, actually thanks, man. Yeah. um yeah just sort of yeah just just rejuvenated but uh it's so nice to not drink i haven't drank nice. in over three years oh yeah it's yeah. great I'm, I'm like about three months right now and that's it feels awesome. really good but yeah. uh but, like, just seeing, like, I like the camaraderie of, like, the storytelling in those situations mm-hmm. and just, like, knowing that, like, anybody from any walk of life, like, there's, like, you know, a grandma from down the street that's mm-hmm. just, like, you know, I mean, and, like, uh, anybody possible, like, telling these stories of, like, their rock bottoms or just yeah. any sort of, like, mid-level kind of freakouts they have. Um, and I, I love that, but I, I kind of only went to the one because uh, I'm kind of like a lone dog in that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, there's some sort of level of, like, join us that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're there trying is. to get recruited, yeah. and I get it totally, I think it's a great, like... Join, yeah. us, join us the sober people? Or yeah, or? yeah, totally. And I get that, it's too. It's a benevolent like, cult, but it's it a is, cult. It is, I it mean, is, yeah. You know, I mean, no, I but I'm freaked out by it, yeah. but, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. a great thing. I do too. I, For me, and like walking around my neighborhood in Minneapolis, I feel a little bit like it doesn't feel so anonymous. You know what I mean? There's, when it's me. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a stand up I mean? comedian. Oh, yeah, I think Norm <laughs> MacDonald has a whole bit about it being anonymous. <laughs> yeah. And you're in a, in a basement of a church in a room full of people yeah, saying exactly. your name, but not giving your last name, just your last initial. And yeah. He has a whole bit about it. I haven't heard like that one. How it, yeah. <laughs> how it's like ridiculously not anonymous in a way. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's super funny. Uh, yeah, look up Norm McDonald. But, uh, but then, uh, yeah, and then even on the level of like this, a podcast, you're not supposed to admit what 12-step program you're talking about. Yeah. And then that's okay. Like, everybody doesn't know what the fuck 12-step <laughs> yeah. program yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. But hey, like we don't... track and field. Those are the rules, just, it, Those are the rules, though. But it was like, okay. We don't talk about But everybody, it. like, and then Russell Brand writes a book that's, like, called the 12-step the step thing, but it's not about that one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Not, and that's all... I'm, I'm for, like talking about this kind of shit because to me it's like this is the human condition yeah you know and like alcoholism to me is like 
it means everything from a housewife who drinks two glasses of wine every night to like somebody drinking bottles of Listerine they find yeah. in the trash can or whatever. You totally. know, it's like it's so divergent on, yeah. on a spectrum like that. But yeah, it can be anything. Really, I don't know. With twelve stuff, it's like take what they say, like take what you like and leave the yeah. rest. Yeah, you interpret it. You, you know, like, and yeah. then and then the culty vibes that you feel or those judgmentally sort of shame-based vibes that you can feel. I just, like, try to ignore that shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't really go to meetings that much anymore, but I do go here and there, and I do consider myself a member. No, of totally, and I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I just yeah. felt like I, I was kind of like uh, a token or, like, some sort of, like, we got him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, and well, there's something about bad. that. Like, I don't want to be part of any, you know what I mean? It's like that classic, I don't want to be part of any club that would have me sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> also, is you're... It, yeah. Is it sober friends that you felt like who... Yeah. And, and, the, and it's that. It's, it's like, not that. It's even like strangers within the group. I, I don't know. It's like, you're you know... known in Minneapolis. Yeah, I guess that no, might be very well known it. there and stuff like that. But I think it's people... Yeah. No. What are you talking about? From Minneapolis, oh. Prince, then well, there's also the Bob Dylan, famous got, like, people you know, from Minneapolis He's too. Second in line. That's he, that. well, I don't know. There's the a lot more than that. <laughs> no, there's there's some pretty. He's Craig got some Jared rough. Johnson? He's got, got some rough competition. We got in Josh Hartnett, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, how got... many of them have a day? <laughs> I think a lot. Uh, really? I don't know. You know, because when I was, I gotta say, the only thing. I was, you know, when I was like researching your stuff, I was like, oh, "This makes me jealous that you have a whole day allotted <laughs> yeah. to you." I was like, "Okay, there's some envy cropping yeah. up in oh, me now." Shit, I'm sorry, but, man. Yeah, no, yeah, we I, can work this out. I can share I, it. I think we can work it out. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's pretty amazing. It was great. I that's, mean, that's like a thing you don't expect is for the mayor to give you a day. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like young, you're you're a young man. I agree. Like Suppose. usually, if you get a day, it's like you're eighty and <laughs> yeah. it's like wheel out Harmar yeah. and then give him a day. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, old, the whole guy ain't making yeah. jams anymore. Like let's give him a day. Yeah, you're still they in the, should give you're nights. In the, you're they in the should, fucking yeah. prime of your life. You're in the thick of it. Yeah, they should have given me a night. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, really sir. Make the most of it. Oh, oh, a night. I get it. Yeah. Uh, what do uh, you do on that day when you're uh, not in Minneapolis? Oh well, you know, it was just. I think it was the one day that one year, like September twenty. Oh, it's yeah. not. Ev it's not every it's year. I'm less jealous now. Yeah, good because <laughs> that would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> right? If you had a <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know how to celebrate that. Yeah, you know? every year. That's, yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. Of, yeah, it's like another you anniversary. You start seeing pinatas of yourself pop up in the local <laughs> grocery stores. You're like, oh. Yeah, you got to be great all yeah. the time. It gets bastardized. like you know. Yeah, like what know. if you're having an off couple five years? Like, remember like Bob <laughs> Dylan? Look at Bob Dylan's career. Like, he had some off years, oh, you yeah. know? Like, I don't oh, know. I've definitely had some off years. Yeah. Well, how many, you, so... Yeah, you've been killing it though for a long time, man. I love your music. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I, it, so it feels good. I feel like kind of like a cockroach of music. I feel like all of us who are still doing it now are like the people who just—it's just like kind of a numbers game of not quitting. Right? We didn't quit. Like, yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. still going. You know, that could be our album title: Cockroach yeah. of Music. Yeah. Or we're still it's going. Like, it's a hit. <laughs> Physical ticket. It. Physical, Physical tickets. tickets. I don't know. I, I like a, that as a hot, I think part. Hot Dish is kind of like in hot the... Hot Dish? It's like a Minnesota, uh, like, um, kind of... That's what we call casseroles. It's a tradition. It's like a, it's like a very a very local kind of reference. 
but I like the name of Hot Dish. They or, eat it at potlucks. Yeah, you know, and at bars. It, it can be anything. It's basically just some any sort of casserole, but we don't say that word. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw you play. What's the smaller room at the? I know you play like all the venues there, but I saw one come. You played First Avenue, but in the smaller. Oh, the Seventh Street entry. Seventh Street actually, entry, yeah. and you were playing with a like a band, and you had some tape like tapes going. Yeah. And you kept telling the sound man like, "Turn up the beats." <laughs> yeah. Remember that? And oh, you were yeah, like, I "Turn mean, up the beats." God, that was a struggle for like ten solid years before people anybody had the tracks. <laughs> like, you yeah. were like, "Turn Just up turn the beats." And uh, I don't know. I loved that. <laughs> Those kind of rock and roll moments, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> like, but uh, so what's like? So Heartbones is like. You were, you were saying it's all about being the empowerment of vulnerability and all that. You were saying the songs might even reflect that. Yeah, we call it like therapy rock, you know. Um, there's like there's definitely a lot about shame and control and, and, and anger and, and rage and all that stuff in really? our lyrics. And there's like, you know, it's insecurity. not all... Insecurity. <laughs> insecurity, but like kind of owning it. And uh, yeah, I, it, it's just kind of like the, the form it took. I think when we get together, we just kind of like, Sabrina and I just like, go into those realms talk about what's happening you know in our lives and then just sort of go into a room and write some stuff and then like that's kind of what's on the, the top of our heads at that point is it getting even more vulnerable lyrically than like your previous stuff or yeah i think so i think i think definitely there's like a tenderness there that like a lot of stuff i've been doing recently hasn't had or like for a long time so right like what do you mean um i don't know i guess it's hard to say. Maybe I maybe not. I guess now that I think about it, I guess I haven't like stepped back and looked at the bigger picture. It's hard to like analyzed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh it just feels like a, a fresh era of of new more adult kind of problems and solving of them and just realizations of like you know, there's less bravado going on. And yeah, yeah, more, more vulnerability. Like, yeah, more vulnerability. Which is yeah. going to be more power. Yeah, which brings uh, some sort of different bravado, I guess, in a way. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, look at John Lennon. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was he's he like is like a shining example of like being extremely vulnerable and therefore extremely powerful. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's true. So how did you, Sabrina? How did you get to the point now where you're like, are like? more sort of recovered and um i'd say it's just it's a pretty constant check-in yeah and maintenance situation and lately actually the past the past few weeks and months i've felt myself hardening feeling really tough and in a good withdrawn. way no i mean i'm uh, not saying it's bad i'm not judging it i'm just saying right. this is what's happening in the past, I wouldn't have noticed it. I know why I do it. It's because I've been on the road for four months. I have five, five months straight of touring right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm just emotionally isolating myself and it's not the trying not to feel too much. Thing to do to be right. Torn I mean, it's it's yeah. it's an equivalent of drinking. Um, you know, trying not to feel what wants to be felt but is difficult. So that's what I'm going through right now. And so coming in here having you talk about Brene Brown a bit, um, that's pretty serendipitous because the past few days I've been thinking, wow, I'm, I'm getting a little too tough. I'm not, I'm almost forgetting how to emotionally connect with people. To, it feels scary too. Um, I feel insecure. Um, how can I soften up? Um, 
how can I soften up a bit and, and help myself to feel better? You know, I don't have time to go check in somewhere, go to a bunch of therapy appointments. We got work to do. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem I find, like, just with being a musician is, like, even if I wanted to, I think, like, a few months ago, I'd kind of, like, just hit some wall with, like, everything where I just realized I was, uh, like, wearing myself down and running on empty. And the reason I was, like, constantly in a horrible mood was because I, like, drink to kind of get away from it. But then... Mm -hmm. I was just having zero energy and not getting like sleep and just like normal kind of like life stuff. But like when you look into like a program, I wasn't like honestly looking into like outpatient kind of programs and things, mm -hmm. but just with my schedule, there's like no one who would even accept me because I would have to like miss like a week of it mm -hmm. to be able to pay my bills. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh, so I just yeah. sort of have to like give up this like fragile infrastructure of like kind of interwoven things that all kind of like the means to an end is to like, pay my mortgage you know at the end of the yeah. day or whatever and uh and just like checking out for a month or whatever they wanted me to do was like i i can't do that because i've got like this thing that pays for the rest of my year coming up and like you know what i mean like yeah and like there's just no there was just no kind of infrastructure to like support that yeah you know yeah and so that's like the kind of like the messed up catch 22 of it and then they're like well just go out and play shows and, <laughs> yeah. and have some like free booze yeah, in just, a basement right. in a depressing basement right. that you're like in or whatever oh, welcome to your next like mediocre hotel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like, yeah 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 where you have to like check out early because you got to get to this interview and then yeah. like sort of represent yourself even though you're underslept. Yeah, and... take a van nap with a seatbelt yeah. buckle in your. But if you show any, if you show any edge, well then you're like a entitled rock star yeah. dickhead. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like if you show any of that frayed yeah. infrastructure yeah. that is just that's the thing. It's, it's so like, wild because yeah. that is when you're up front in front of people. People don't realize that is like at these most like sort of like hardcore situations but like i i got to this thing like because my life completely <laughs> fell apart about three and a half years ago where uh i went into a state of extreme isolation i uh lost contact with everybody in my world um and and it it was incredibly dark and then i guess i just switched my focus to um athletics and yeah and, and meditation and things like totally. survive just to survive yeah. like it became real survival and not even about like sobriety this or that or the other yeah and i've maintained that for the most part in terms of my priority now is my state of mind and then because yeah, totally. i was a careerist to the fullest degree before that um even though i was like self-destructing that and fucking that up too but yeah. like I switched my focus to like my state of mind and like even like today I went on a run before this you know and like listening to finishing a Brene Brown thing and 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 I, I use the Ho'oponopono mantra like a lot which is I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you just over and over in my head positive things like this I do, and yoga too as a as a sort of daily practice i i think those things are just oh yeah incredibly important to keep to keep your frame going definitely i found like yeah definitely going to the gym and staying physical and like taking like 10 minutes a day to meditate yeah in some way really just like changes everything it changes and everything. now just like like for me I'm, i i feel lucky that like 
I'm in a spot where uh, I'm not really missing drinking at all, and uh, yeah, and it just actually seems like more of a stressful thing for me. You oh, know what I mean? Like hundred percent, because I'm like, well, I'll just unravel and I'll say some dumb shit and I'll like re- wake up with the phantom regrets oh, again and all that shit. Every like, yeah, guilt, shame, and remorse. <laughs> yeah, the hey, shame, guilt, spiral. shame, and remorse. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's yeah. the worst. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I feel lucky to be in that spot and just still be able to tour through it. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm, like, the master of mental health at, or <laughs> by any means, but I'm, like, I feel, yeah. I feel good at least. It's yeah. a constant process, and it's a responsibility, too. So if you're already feeling overwhelmed and then you come up with, you get new information about how to take care of yourself better, it's good information, but it's also daunting. It takes some maturity and some acknowledging of your self-worth to take the time to do those things to meditate to you know to make yourself feel better um i think for a long time for me i ignored self-care um and that kind of work because it felt um it didn't feel that useful to me because i didn't have a lot of Mm self-value and um felt like uh pleasing the people around me was more valuable than Mm -hmm taking some time to figure out what I needed to start mm-hmm. to accept myself. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Classic self-love deficit disorder. Oh yeah. That's what Ross Rosenberg calls it. The codependent expert, which is like, yeah, being more, cons- being a people pleaser, which mm-hmm. I, I've struggled with. I think like a lot of entertainers, Oh yeah. we're all people oh, yeah. pleasers. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that like that, that inner void of hamminess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That comes from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, on this tour that you guys are on, is it just the two of you touring, in a, or is there a full band with you? Yeah, yeah there are five of us okay. on stage and in the van and all that, just kind of like um, self-sufficient little squad. Yeah, so. our band, um, it's a, a drummer, a keyboard player, and well, synth player, and a bass player, and the three of them record with us. Yeah. The drummer and the synth player are um, our producers yeah, as they well. Produce, so That's like, amazing. Really works out. Yeah. Names? And we have, what's her? Who are they? Uh, we have Aaron Baum on synth, uh, and Ryan Mock on the drums, and kind of running the tracks and things, and like uh, all the digital drums too. Um, and then Adam Hurlbert on bass. Um, they're all from Minneapolis as well. And they're all kind of like amazing producers in their own right. So, uh, yeah, and sound they are. guys, yeah, every, like everything, yeah. And they're really, That's really awesome. good people. Yeah, it's like just this yeah, jumping in the van with this group, this specific group. Um, our first tour together was in the fall of 2018, so pretty recent. Um, and this is our second tour together with this group. Um, that also has played into a bit of my growth and maturity, and feelings that I can take better care of myself and be the person that I want to be. How so? So these people in this band, they're all from the Midwest. They're all from Minneapolis or grew up around there, Milwaukee and stuff. And um, they're all a little bit older than me and than the people that I run with. And I come from a punk background. And, um, you know, a lot of bands, a lot of rock bands, definitely get caught up in a party culture. And sometimes in your scene... Um, especially when my band started, which was, I don't know, like 2008. Um, it was, it, the punk scene was just a very masculine scene. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty exclusive. Uh, if you're entering the scene and you're not a guy, 
you, I'm not saying like you face discrimination and abuse, although a lot of people do, but you definitely get skepticism mm -hmm. that if you are successful, it is actually just because you have tits and that yeah, if you're not that's successful, true. that's well-deserved as well, because like, what are you doing here? And that was the kind of vibe mm -hmm. that I yeah. entered in, mm -hmm. uh, at that time, not with, you know, none of my bandmates were treating me that way, but that was our scene that we'd mm -hmm. enter. So we all had a big chip on our shoulder to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody, none of us wanted to get in a fight and none of us wanted to get made fun of so we'd enter situations as though we were pretty tough pretty cold pretty unshakable mm -hmm. and then our stage performance was that but exponentially yeah 10 times so yeah, yeah and then you you practice so something great, enough though? was it good well if Did you practice work? something enough it becomes what you are right um, yeah. and how you treat your your real personal life and so i didn't notice but over the course of like over a decade i had become a bro a total bro yeah. chip on my shoulder yeah kind of defensive um you know putting people down to show that i wanted to initiate friendship and that was just like a normal yeah, thing to yeah, do. Yeah, just like that negging. Yeah. It was like, uh, whatever, it's what we do. Always, doing. yeah. Yeah. And right. then I hopped in I the van yeah. with these guys, and they're all Midwestern, and they're all a little bit more Friendly. mature. Some of them are married. Oh, sorry, Some God. of them yeah. have just already <laughs> outgrown the punk chip on your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Well, last night, two of them, I was walking with two of them, they ran into a tree a low-hanging branch of a tree and they're like oh sorry oh sorry and i started cracking up because oh, they're apologizing to the tree yeah and i'm not saying that you know they're not these people are all when i say tough and i'm saying it in a derogatory way i mean like oh i'm too tough to address my emotional hurt yeah. and vulnerability everyone that i work with is tough enough thick-skinned enough to do our job and to stick up for what they need when you know when they need it you know yeah. if we're gonna yeah. get pushed around but yeah. the fact is you're not just entering every situation about to get pushed around especially the older you get you need to realize that or you're yeah. gonna make yeah. yourself really miserable <laughs> yeah. and so yeah probably yeah. not as much as you think you're walking yeah. to the party already angry yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it was really just it was a good learning experience for me to uh hop in a van I was kind of an, a stranger to most of them other than Sean and to learn about um, a different kind of masculinity than what I was used to, than the scene that I had come up in and that yeah. what I was trying to exhibit yeah. to more, protect a myself. more refined masculinity? I feel like, you know, masculinity with more of a spectrum for vulnerability. We've all like, yeah. kind of grown up through stuff and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with the Harmar thing too, there was a point where I was like kind of parodying, you know, uh, like male machismo and mm -hmm. all that thing, all that mm -hmm. stuff, and the Is confidence of R and B. Yeah, and then just like being like, yeah, I'm like kind of like trying to like defy like body types and all that mm -hmm. thing and all yeah. those things, and then you know, 10 years into it, I realized like I'm kind of like part of this boys club, and I'm like the the confidence is like not faked anymore and i was like this is gross i can't do this anymore you know what i mean right. i gotta like turn this ship around yeah and uh started writing more like yeah from, because like, you embraced it so totally that it didn't come off as parody yeah it was like it just, tongue in cheek and it just was like you were rocking it and it worked <laughs> yeah. and like, then, so then it was like one day like, i was like yeah, this like, isn't cool anymore <laughs> i gotta like it was your signature i mean yeah that's like I gotta, how like, i found out about yeah, it yeah i was, was like, like yeah like, my name is Harmar <laughs> superstar and i'm the singing. fucking best you know what i mean yeah. that was just like my but, tagline forever but like yeah but then you know makes me want to give you a <laughs> but like you know then you're just like wait no am i playing into like this like grosser like kind of like male thing that's going on and 
and I I just like kind of retooled and kind of went with more of like a let's just write some songs that have mm. nothing to do with anything and I'm not like trying to make a pop thing and I'm and that's actually what when I made Bye Bye 17 like what actually was like the best album for like turning that all around and like making me be able to do whatever I want to do now which was mm. like a total second or third or fourth wind or whatever my career has had yeah just, it's kept going you know so yeah I, I feel like four yeah, I, I think about four, probably <laughs> maybe seven. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like from the outside, it just seemed like you know, yeah, like embracing confidence that you would need to like pull off music that you were making. Yeah. In a way that still had humor. Yeah. Like so, to me, I wouldn't describe it as dark as you're describing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, well, from the, no, but I but mean, you're on the inside you're of it. You're seeing the inside yeah, perspective now. Yeah, you're on the inside yeah. of it. So. It's frightening. You never yeah. want to get really in there. Yeah, don't come in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where you kind of like, once, you know, you, you have an alter ego, it's hard to not become it. Right. You know what I mean? And then, like, in interviews, people are like, how much of an alter ego really is that's it? So and I'd be like, I don't actually know anymore. And that's troubling, actually. Yeah, because you're both kind of <laughs> saying the same thing. Because you, yours was, even though you probably didn't have a different name or whatever, but, like... Well, a band name. Band name. I always have a band name. I've never but, gone without but, it. <laughs> but it's an alter ego, just the yeah. same. It Or it's, um... In, the, in this punk performance... That where I came up, it's not an alter ego, but it is a, an exhibition of such confidence that's it's hyperbolic. It's not confidence I actually own. It's that's amazing. Don't fuck with me, confidence. That's incredible. And it's also, um, you know, a, a performance where, and this is my favorite part about it, but also yeah. the risky part is where I can actually push out some real primal parts of myself um, and exercise some stuff wow. that I can't experience anywhere but in that performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so it's I, some I of that. it's so real. Are you talking about in the back in the day or are you talking about now or both? <laughs> it's both. It's concurrent. I'm The punk band I'm talking about um, it was my first band, but mm -hmm. it, it continues now. It continues um, now. Yeah. Giant dog. We've been together yeah. 11 years. Yeah, okay, one giant dog. Or a giant yeah. dog. A giant yeah. dog, Whereas, yeah. But it, what's different about that performance than, say, the Heartbones performance is that yeah. we, Sean and I, have done a lot of the vulnerability work in the writing. Yeah. yeah. And so once we're there up on stage, the level of vulnerability that comes out, it's not as scary and alarming necessarily as what comes out in that, like, full-on primal performance mm -hmm. um i'm able to focus more on some singing styles yeah. that i want to try and yeah. I'm, like trying to yeah, follow his yeah, dance the moves. shows are like a lot of fun mm -hmm. we're like laughing our more way rained this, in. Like, like yeah we're laughing our oh, way we're through these problems like yeah. and we're like dancing and reined in and like yeah. kind of in sync but like not like in sync but we are in <laughs> and, and probably a little like in sync <laughs> hopefully a little <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know one but, other dance. <laughs> but so this is like awesome because it really like uh, it just seems like yeah the convergence of you guys right now both of you stepping out of alter egos into some more like real like real versions more real and more evolved versions of yourselves and helping each other have the strength to do that yeah and it's like very muse like cross muse like too it That's seems a good way to put it. seems yeah. very powerful and 
fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a I lot. can't wait. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Now I feel like Cross Muse could be another album title. Oh yeah. We're gonna have to make a lot of albums. <laughs> Cross Muse. <Yeah. laughs> as far as your persona, uh, yeah. I feel like when you when you started, I might be wrong. Like Harmar Superstar, the persona was the dude singing in his underwear. He kind of. Um, it kind of became that. that. Well, that was, was just an aspect well, of it. No, yeah, it went yeah. on for a long time. That's like time. me live and, painting and, or something. It wasn't the whole thing. Well, it was but like you were just something. It was the one thing. Something he did. Yeah. You know? But then when you evolved, you had the tour with the full band when you were all nice and yeah. dressed. Yeah, you totally. You kept the persona. Yeah. And, and you, did you consider dropping the Harmar Superstar and going back to Sean? Uh, no, I mean, that was... Harmar Superstar is a cool name. It's though. just awesome, a name. Yeah, it's associated of, with something you're trying I, to... There was a point when I was like, when I was going to put out Bye Bye 17 that like, you know, I was talking to some labels and, and um, people that might have put it out were like, wondering if I wanted to do a new band name or like whatever, like the Harmar thing was like, that's that. And I was like, you know, I put in so much work already. Like, yeah, why right. would I like just do like that? Like Prince or something. Yeah. Harmar well, Super, listen, you know. Yeah. I was thinking just, it's just funny, Puff Daddy eventually went back to Sean. Oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> good good I point. I was going to take Puff Daddy yeah. since he wasn't using it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went back to Sean. That's a good damn point, dude. Yeah. I was, I was toying with the name Vape Daddy for a while and just just wasn't sticking. Did you drop <laughs> <laughs> Did we drop the superstars? That's still in there. It's still there. Yeah, I mean, I don't awesome. know. It just sort of rolls off the tongue. It it's does. kind of. It's, it, you've established it. It's, it's just, one of those things. It's when just you, like Prince. When it's, you tell someone from outside of the world of music that your you you your job is that you are this guy Harmar superstar, superstar, it feels really. Man feels really dumb to say in a way but like when you're just talking to somebody who's been around the scene they're like oh yeah yeah totally it's like you know it's that still back to that red hot chili pepper nine inch nails kind yeah, of thing yeah. like smashing pumpkins works. yeah yeah before, before the car just about their live show uh -huh. the, the reason i asked to begin with is like your promo photo is out it's gorgeous wait i'm trying to think of the what two of you and like the, oh, and us. The, yeah the ski jacket and, and what's going Where on is it? i yeah. haven't seen it we it's, have so I'm many it yeah it's so I was thinking, is the show, are you Don't in those outfits? Okay. give you a file yeah, right I, now. So I that, think what's the live show? Is it full oh, on? Like, live shows, just like, we we we, uh, we we do definitely dress up, like, but, like, it's it's not super, super outrageous. It's just a cool looking, but oh, yeah. we it's definitely, dope. like, when we started, when we <laughs> started, amazing. when we just started writing, we had, like, we yeah, had, I gotta go see these guys. Yeah. Yeah. We had more photos, I think more photo setups and photo shoots than songs for so about a beautiful. solid six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Those are great. And we only started this project like in April last year. So oh, really? Yeah. Like we're already like chugging through, just mixed the album, probably going to release it so in the the early the 2020. So the did the Dirty Dancing stuff because there was no material yet? Well... It was kind of like a wild hair idea. Like we started writing stuff and we, we realized that like it kind of reminded us of the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, just our duet style, kind uh -huh. of how we would write things. And then I'm like the person who's like, let's fucking do a tour yeah. where we just do the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. thought it would be fun. Soundtrack. Yeah. And it was yeah. really fun and challenging. It It's uh, challenging music to learn. So yeah. I yeah. think it grew me a little bit as a vocalist. That's cool. It, it was fun. Yeah, we just we learned we did like you know ten or twelve dirty dancing songs and then five of our own or something like that. Yeah, and uh, it was a good way to introduce what we were doing. We just kind of like wanted to go out and yeah, it was and fun try for out people. The and then probably yeah, right on. Loved the, did it. you ride on the road? Um, not maybe like 
scraps of ideas and sound stuff. checks or we anything. definitely sound like check songs, no. we uh, not we're not like we wrote a song last night on stage yeah we write them during the show yeah. sometimes yeah like once an idea comes yeah we had an idea last night it was something like um uh wash them hold them oh yeah yeah it yeah wash your hands wash them hold them and then <laughs> and then it kind of morphed into I'd hold your hands even if they were not washed. Yeah, and then somehow I just was like, immediately, like, my hands are covered in shit. I gotta go. My hands are covered <laughs> in shit. <laughs> That's the vulnerability. That's yeah. the emotions coming. That's the <laughs> true emotions coming. <laughs> and the other night in um, Chicago, I believe, we wrote a song about um, when you undress after a show to make love with somebody but then there's a guitar pick stuck to your sweaty body oh yeah that's where that story that's a good that you line. told came from and it was yeah. about like don't laugh at me when I'm undressing f- for you and that's kind of vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> the old guitar pick titty pick titty pick titty yeah. um, but yeah I don't know I think it was good to do that tour just people had a blast because first of all like yeah. I don't know, for anyone like, I don't know, I'm 41, so like I'm in like yeah. the prime pocket zone for like anyone like kind of my age or like maybe even a little older to be like so pumped to go out to a show. Oh, yeah. No, that's in your prime pocket? Your my, dirty dancing yeah, prime pocket? Yeah, it's like Amazon Prime's new Hot Pockets. No, I mean, that's like, I'm 47 <laughs> and that movie was like huge when I was a little kid. Yeah. Hot Pocket so pairing. It's like, yeah, like yeah. It's, I'm in the prime pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, people were pumped to see that. So it's like kind of like... The time of my life. Yeah, that is, you know, when that <laughs> fucking... When those riffs start... I mean, like, the melodies of those 80s hits are just like... Did you do the move where you catch her? The lift. We tried. Lift. We, we, you know, we, 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 we employed a blow-up doll that was dressed like Sabrina for, like, most of the, <laughs> the, the big finale. Um, but, yeah, those, like, I grew up on those 80s soundtracks, you know? Yeah. Like, before, like, buying complete albums, I mean, obviously I did that too, but, like, when you'd get, like, the top gun or the cocktail oh. soundtrack or uh-huh. like you know top what i mean soundtrack. like romancing Amazing. the stone or whatever <laughs> like dirty dancing was probably the hugest one you know like, yeah it's just like such a great like like uh way to find music like i probably found doo-wop through dirty dancing or like the stand by me soundtrack yeah. or something you know what i mean like officer and a gentleman yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i just remember that when that i was the a bodyguard. kid watching that one and like the guy, the guy hung himself and he was naked, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Like this isn't like the soundtrack anymore." Yeah. <laughs> like, Spoiler alert! Yeah, I just listen anyway. to the Full Metal Jacket soundtrack all the time. Faces of Death. <laughs> Faces of Death. Remember that one when you were a kid? Oh like my that God. was. That was like. Like one kid, had like one a kid third, would have it. Third generation dub of it. And yeah, like, and you. <laughs> Just ruin like the Baptist kid's life. Yeah, he's grounded for the rest of ever. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it at my friend's house. He's and he's now dead. The guy, the kid who I watched it with, oh he ended up in prison. And Jesus, oh, I thought it rough, sounded like it was kind of like The Ring or something, where you watch the yeah. videotape. Yeah, no, no, it was it. like later yeah, on I'm in sorry life. To hear that. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's like weird to think about. Like it is weird to think about like that. Yeah, like, 
Yeah, the older we get, though, the more that kind of shit. Oh my god! It's just like, yeah, it's in the what do you? Oh, because you have also have that um, a whole thing about famous last words. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And what? Um, that's a real interesting concept. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a song. I was just kind of like researching, just what people said on their deathbeds. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and uh, and just people have really, really interesting you know what i mean it's i like, didn't do it i didn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna just be like i didn't do it i mean and then i kind of like just for, for the song i i kind of pastiche all of them the ones that i found together and i don't even know who said what anymore but i didn't like, even know that and yeah. i i love that song yeah, it's like... Um, oh, you didn't know it was all famous last words? Yeah. Mm, no, I just thought you were having like a dark moment. No, no. Literally. One's like, you. just like, I think... What, who, um, oh, God, I'm blanking all well, names right Steve now. Steve Jobs is wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's in there. Yeah. Um, mama, mama, mama was, uh, was what... Um, God, why am I... Uh, fuck, I can't remember names right now. That's okay. All. I, uh, yeah, um, and they would sound so smart and literary if I if I could remember anything that I I researched right now. But wow, I, wow, I, wow, 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 mama, 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 I'm going away tonight. Oh, Sam Cooke like, was one of them. Oh yeah, I mean, his is "Lady You Shot Me." Lady You Shot yeah, Me. Yeah, yeah, that's like that. That kind of like inspired a whole whole album of just ideas for sure and that was like what bye bye 17 was that was right. the first song i wrote for it and those were yeah i mean i just thought that was like kind of like the most poetic cool and just like tough thing you could say at the end yeah it's just like i don't know and there's something about like revelatory just about saying lady you shot you me. Fucking shot me. Yeah. I hope those aren't my last words. Yeah, that's not ones <laughs> I want. I don't want to be in that situation for sure. But I want mine to be Ho'oponopono, which is I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. That seems like a good like. I'm out. I I'm love you. I'm be... sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm just gonna say paid in full. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> She's not gonna say shit. Not gonna say anything. <laughs> Silence. What about you, Hooter? Not my problem. Not my problem. I always tipped 25%. <laughs> Charles Bukowski has on his tombstone, don't try. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge. It's like so zen and yeah. deep and fuck you and yeah. all of it wrapped up into one. It's like, you know. Oh, man. It's wise. What if it just like he wrote, don't try in pepperoni on a tombstone pizza. <laughs> And then had a photo of that on the tombstone. That would be like the, the ultimate meta moment. All right. <laughs> we so, could make that happen. Yeah. Anybody want to pick a life purpose card? Yeah. Do you want to read them on helium by any chance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. sure. Wait, let me get you some helium. All right, so hold them down first until we get helium. So... I'm from Ohio, Akron. Oh yeah, yeah. That's we mid, just drove mid, through there, Midwest. Oh yeah, we're. Um, we just came from Cleveland, Philly, D.C. And now we're here. So and then where are you playing here? Uh, Le Poisson Rouge tonight. Tonight, LPR. Oh, yeah, I want to come. Yeah, you should come. 
I definitely want to come. You should come. We'll put you on the list. I would love that. That would be great. Are you going to go? I don't know. I, yeah. I'd like Why to. Why don't we go? Nine o'clock. Joe plus one, and if I can, I'll come. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I, uh, we have a mutual friend, me and Sean. I'm, oh, yeah, I feel like you're putting that? too Joe much Burns. healing. Oh, I just saw Joe Burns know, two nights me, ago. He yeah. Told me and, um, Joe Burns is a big fan of this podcast. I love Joe Burns. Yeah, Shout out Joe Burns. Joe Burns is the best. For 20 years. He, is, yeah. he is sort of the best, isn't he? I love Joe Burns. I love Joe Burns, too. It's always, me? Oh. It's always fun to oh. see him when, I asked him what when you to, roll through what, Philly. What should I ask Sean about? And he's like, I don't know, just like... To ask him about the Strokes tour in 2001 oh, when shit. I met him. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, because you do wor- you uh anyway yeah let's do this and then we can talk about okay. yeah I mean you stuff. got great gigs yeah at the bat yeah there's like there's something the strokes, about I mean there was nobody else doing there's barely any of us doing like a one man show yeah. that could go on tour and not have to set up in front of your your amps and drums <laughs> I lucked out in that way. <laughs> And I was also very uh, confrontational. Okay. All right. All right. Who's? How do we do it? You just inhale and read. Okay. In- inhale and read. Should I do it? Yeah. Okay. Family, loving your friends and family is central to your life purpose. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think that's actually true. What? Yeah. I think that's true as hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is all about friends and family. Yeah, Sean's brother comes to all our shows, takes pictures. Yeah. And I can see my sister tomorrow. Hung out with his mom, Mary Kay. Yeah. Dad, Mike. Yeah. That's awesome. Sister Megan. I don't even know my mom and dad and sister's names. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes all kinds, Sabrina. It's all good. You going for it? So we're here finding our life purpose on helium. I've never actually done this before. You might have to inhale more. Yeah, good. You've never inhaled the helium? Light and love. Your purpose is to bring divine healing light and love to this world. Yeah. Okay. That's on point. You feel that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think it sounds a bit exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> if you're addicted to helium, just watched it happen. Better be careful. <laughs> we, limit it, we limit it to one balloon per guest. No, oh, there we go. It's good. <sighs> Whoa. Protected. <laughs> you are safe and supported while you change your career. Whoa. That's that's actually something I could I, I could I use. Wish for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I, I get this one a lot. Me too. So. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, the universe is really telling me that like I'm, I'm cool. You're good. Once yeah, you I'm good with this out. shit. All right, I'm gonna chill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, sweaty though. 
Career change. You're embarking upon a career that brings you joy and abundance you desire and deserve. Boom. Wow. Wow. Podcasting. The podcast. Yeah. By the way, support us on Patreon. On Patreon. Yes. <laughs> Listen, subscribe, yes. and rate. Yes. Need some, some support, some some air conditioning in the future. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to move it upstairs. For sure, it's, bro. It's it hot. is crazy yeah, down here. Summer. Hey, it's we're July yeah. tour. It's July yeah. It's July in the summer. Um, speaking of podcasts, uh, Sean, you have your own podcast. Oh, I yeah. Did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what's up with that? Um, I haven't... Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just to be frank for a second. Um, uh, no, I haven't done... I did like 60 episodes. 60's a lot. Um, 60's a don't lot. Just say about just, four years ago. And, and, I was doing it weekly, you know, yeah. and... Um, uh, it was fun. It's just like uh, I did it through Earwolf, and they wanted to do like more like music related things, and I was like kind of their their dude for that. And uh-huh. Earwolf is a they podcast they're like a, a label of yeah. sorts, you know. Yeah, they're a big they're a big one though. They now they do like, like Conan, Conan and, and all yeah, that. And yeah, like uh, Comedy Bang Bang and all that stuff, and um, and really good ones. Uh, and they were kind of like one of the original kind of yeah. labels, if you will, and. Uh, it was cool. It was it's a lot of work, you know what I mean? Like uh just, you know, getting guests and uh keeping up with that and while I was like touring so much. Did you do it on your own or did they help you with it? Uh, I did all like kind of the producing of it, you know. Yeah, you way, need like, a you need a partner. Like yeah. that's why it's great with me and him because I yeah. I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah, I felt like I was just like asking my friends for favors all the time and I was just like, right. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But like um <laughs> and I was just touring so much that it got to be like really How many years a lot of, was this? It was uh it was it was a while ago. It was my like four or five at this point. That you were done? Yeah, wow. when I stopped and wow. I just did it for like a year. By the end, I was just like reading like uh, dramatic interpretations of like LL Cool J's autobiography and stuff like that. And so, like, oh, you know really? what I mean? Like, I was just That's like, I don't want to get guests for a while. Can we still oh, really? Can we keep it going? <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> then they were like, That's You want to do this anymore? Job. And I was like, Not really, but I'll keep going if you need me to. And they're like, no, Was fine. it a contract with them? No, no. It was just sort of like, then they were cool. They had like, their, their whole staff like did all like still? the production and everything. Yeah, you can still get them on iTunes. It's called Nocturnal Emotions. Nocturnal Emotions. And there's a guest each episode. I had some really fun ones, with, you know. Yeah, like uh, you know, there, there's a bunch of great pick ones. New cars, Joe. All right, let's do that. You want to? Uh, p- it's kind of overwhelming. But you, you're picking like Those multiples. Those are the good ones, Sabrina. Oh. Those, Those are, are good, good ones. ones. But do you want the I'm dragon? Just curious. Deck? <laughs> yeah. The dragon deck. You want? I mean, I mean, the these decks. There you go. Ready? <laughs> Shit. Okay. What do we got? The Motivation Manifesto. Todd Berry came on the podcast and, and he goes, He's like, and he goes, did you pay money for those? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we have forgotten that the natural foe to life is not a distant death, but a present in the moment detachment from living. Oh my God, that should have been mine. Well, That's switched. just what I was just talking about. I don't need those are just a bunch of words to me. I like kind of didn't even read to like a through line there. Like, we've forgotten that the natural photo life is not a distant death, but a present in the moment detachment. Oh, yeah, there we go. That makes sense now that I, yeah, now that I didn't just read aloud and not think about it. Uh, I don't really have much to say on that subject right now because I'm still helium brained. Yeah, and the helium <laughs> does. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's it healthy. Ahud <laughs> always pushes it. I'm like over the helium, it yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> but. Yeah. It's fun Wait, for, let me see it's what fun for the listeners. 
<laughs> we have forgotten that the natural foe to life is not a distant death, but a present in the moment detachment from living. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes yeah. sense. It does. It's hard. I guess it's hard to stay in the moment. Yeah. And attached into or like vulnerable. I guess fear not being in the moment. Yeah. As much as a death that you don't know. These are all from Brendan Bouchard's book, so okay. yeah. they're lifted. That's his merch. These aren't. These aren't killers' well, lyrics. We. Okay. Cool. <laughs> 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 I, just, I just picked a random name. That's funny as hell. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Go for it. What's your I heard say? Brandon. I heard Brandon, I guess. <laughs> Nothing remarkable in our personal growth can be achieved without opening to love and unleashing its joyful fire into the world. Wow, just disappointed in that one. Where so that? that will take so much effort on my part. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing remarkable. But it does relate exactly to the other card that I got. So unleashing its joyful fire. I got the, the light and love. But I mean, isn't that what you guys are doing? You guys are unleashing love's joyful fire into the world. Well, yeah, but sure. that's I mean, scheduled that, on the calendar. I feel like the universe wants me to work a little harder off stage. I do it like forty-five minutes a night. Yeah, and we do it for money. I mean, isn't it just? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I don't believe it. But but uh, <laughs> but like, I honestly think it like the work off stage is like take a run first thing in the morning and like. Yeah, I ran up the rocky steps and yesterday. And do, and so, yeah, nice one. Yeah, dude. Felt yeah, good. man. That you know, <laughs> like it's like I think it's real basic things like that really just like and it doesn't take much. People like overestimate what it takes like. Even like a one mile run mixed with 10 minutes of meditation, which you could do all within an hour and then like some touching your toes. Yeah. Like I do love to touch myself on the toes. <laughs> I like the way you said that. It was evocative for a second. It was going to go somewhere else. All right, here we go. Long pause. Success and fulfillment in life. <laughs> Wait, success and fulfillment in life rest on the unflagging ability to get up, to be ourselves, to chase our dreams with fire each day, to keep willing ourselves to the next level of presence, performance, and potential. That's I can relate long, to that. Man. That's, That's a yeah, lot. Right. Mine is like, because I, like, I was like doing really, really good, and then I just went to L.A., and I don't know what happens to y'all when you spend a lot of time in L.A., but I always, like, have a great time for the first week, and then by, like, week two, three, I start losing my soul. It's isolating. It's, it's weird, weird what starts happening to my mentality and stuff, and, like, uh, I don't know, and then it's a rebuilding process of, like, um, you know, and, and, uh, and feeling like I missed the mark, and then not going into shame, like but going more into guilt this time, which was just like the, what Brene Brown was saying is like, instead of saying, I, I am bad, yeah. I did something bad. And the, the difference between I am bad and I did something bad is huge because I am bad leads to addiction, self-destruction and all that. But I did something bad leads to like, I, I want to correct, course correct yeah. this behavior. It leads yeah. the opposite away from addiction. And one thing I realized is like, why did I fuck up? Because I was like, or it, why did I perceive that I fucked up? And I realized, oh man, this is good. This is like, 
I think I fucked up to show myself that now I'm processing this stuff as guilt rather than as toxic shame, which is a huge improvement. And then it became like, oh, man, this is actually encouraging. Yeah. And then I went out and ran, and now I'm having a great podcast with you guys. There you go. What does your card say? Uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) Any plunge into the unknown is reckless, but that's where the treasure lies. Whoa. That's given. That's this. (laughs) That's this conversation. Yeah. Just diving in. Somebody was like saying conversations are like psychedelics. Like a conversation, you think of it, oh, it's just a podcast or a conversation, but it's actually a psychedelic experience. Sounds like a person that takes a lot of psychedelics. (laughs) 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 Well, speaking of which, should we put on masks? Wow, you got a lot of props. There's a mask right behind you. Wait, or oh. does anybody want this one? Yeah, I mean... That's hot. Just be careful. You could take your headphones off for that one. Um, I'll take that one. Okay. I feel like this is an, an outtake from Midsummer. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Yes. Twi- we actually saw it twice on this I tour. Want, I, don't I don't want know. to because I want to hear what's... I, I saw it. Hey, you saw it's it. It's not going to... I saw it in L.A. Yeah, it's going to be hard to hear through these things. I can't what? squeeze in without... I'm just right. going to go like this. And then you can just see the the face. The well, lamb face. Um, Whoa. Sabrina, let me have your phone. I'll take a photo of you too. This, this is, is amazing. Too good not to. Yeah, it's a pretty wild mask. I feel like my best so, self. While you guys have masks <laughs> on. Um, yeah, ask Sean, us questions. For, for the viewers that aren't here, Sean's wearing a Dolly 1972 t-shirt that is pretty epic. It is what epic. What were your music influences growing up? Uh, well, you know, I was kind of, um, fucking Prince. Man. I was, yeah, I was really into Prince and, you know, like Thriller just came out when I was like five. So th- like, um, or four even. And, uh, so that was kind of like where everything, uh, started for me. So, um, I found like Tina Turner and, and all that stuff kind of as like an outreach from, from those jump offs. And, uh, Probably, which one's Tina Turner? That was her big out, breakout album. Like um, she was a at, Buddhist or whatever. Well, at that point it was like, uh, like the Mad Max beyond Thunderdome, like single oh, of we don't need amazing. another hero. Yeah. Um, what was that big album she put out where she like came back after chanting and stuff? Uh, shit, what was it called? I don't even know album titles from back. I mean that, like I said, I was like, I was into singles and like soundtracks and, mm-hmm. uh, Oh, this is amazing to look at your face. <laughs> your beard is just blending in so effortlessly. Somehow your mouth looks like it, ha- it needs to be there. It works out. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's an expensive mask. It works. Which one? Yours. It's no, amazing. that it's is the expe- best one. This one wasn't that much. Oh, you should get more of those. I'll go find it. Go at the more party of those. There's got to be a card about that. <laughs> yeah. um, the price is not the worth. What about Holland Oats? Oh, I love Holland Oats, but I kind of like kind of discovered them later, as, beyond like kind of like the radio, uh, <coughs> like. Um, seeping into my brain and just kind of like being there i, mm-hmm. I kind of didn't really consider myself a hollow notes fan until maybe like my 20s because i like mm. i knew all the songs and then i was like wait this is all like one band that rules no, they really were like go it. deep <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah. did you ever uh meet prince i did uh i mean you know not like uh we had 
<laughs> the mouth moves on that. It's pretty crazy. I like her taking a selfie. With... <laughs> um, I didn't. I, 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 I was in the same room as Prince a lot of times. You oh, never. Okay. I never really let myself. Did you have like a conversation because I was? I knew I'd fuck it up or like. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this is like one of those things you don't want to meet your heroes and then like not be able to listen to like your seven favorite albums ever again because something yeah. weird happened. Right. So, but um, definitely, you know, That's what being around. You. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. the tour in his bus. Oh, what? Oh, but like, yeah. What, was he just like in the back kind of? No, he no, wasn't in it. He like he would rent out on his tour bus. What? And because yeah, when I first started, I got on Virgin Records on my second record was well through Real World, but yeah. So I got kind of like the major label rollout for one album. Yeah. And so and I was touring solo with Loopers and yeah. stuff. And so we just needed a tour manager and me and so they and they had Prince's bus available. Wow. So we we rented that and it it just had like, you know, it came without Prince. It, yeah, it had like a queen queen size bed in the back Wait, with like a, a queen glass. size bed for Prince? Yeah. They like, should have a prince size bed. Well, it was like yeah. <laughs> it had like a, a glass wall like a shower like connected to a shower so you could have like a shower show. It had like wow. a it had like a washer and dryer, and also you d- you could go both number one and number two. What you could? Yeah, he had a grinder. He did. Wow. Yeah. But then, because dude, it's like still money though. Like think about the money. Like it's like a lot of money. Yeah, tour bus costs like what, like half a million dollars. Bro, a lot of money. Like for like, and then he like took it back once we rode through minneapolis early yeah he like actually reclaimed it early filled it what? with filled it with yeah like we had Did to like, see the show it, no, no, no. <laughs> I, dude we were playing at like what's Se- that small room seven street entry no even like small a, a, smaller six and street then, entry. Yeah, uh i'm trying to get what it's called turf club no it's even a little like, bigger like, actually but like more punk rock club back uh, in the triple 90s. rock I don't remember, but yeah, anyway, yeah. it was like we were playing little clubs. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't have been having a big tour bus like that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Just like it didn't make sense. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So it's funny so to hear a deer say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make sense. It didn't, yeah. Nothing makes sense, man. Um, were they punk? Um, yeah, at different phases in my life, I really, I got into punk when I was in my early twenties, and I was working in kitchens all the time needing to listen to energetic music that shared my feelings of um, being downtrodden. Like which bands? Um, I was, okay, I was listening to... I, honestly, I, I get so... I, I don't like being asked this... I'm, I hate when I say that, but like this is just the worst for me. But um, Yeah, which bands was I listening to? In you don't the like kid? this question? No. Skip yeah, it. Dead well, Boys, well, The then. Dicks, Coxbarer, um, <laughs> The Adverts. Um, if, it, if you don't like well, it, skip, skip it. it. No, yeah, I really... No, yeah, I really... <laughs> you really don't like it. I don't like, like to talk um, in a podcast or in an interview uh, about other music that I like. Uh, and I hate to say this, but it is 3.30. Yeah, it's time to... That we've written it's together. It's time to wrap it. Oh, that's hard to say. Uh, Control is my favorite as far as like what's at the end of all the production goes. Yeah, but that's it's one the you most heavy heard hitting. Yet. Yeah. Um, it's a good song. All right, we yeah, gotta we, we gotta wrap up. Uh, it's three thirty. We have to go to sound. Yeah, we gotta go to the uh, sound. Yo, show. you guys, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us in, Man, in the basement. Man, thanks for doing it. And where should people follow you? Sorry about the, the heat. Dates? Oh, it's okay. Uh, you can go to our website. is heartbones2.com because some other organization has heartbones.com. Yeah. <laughs> but we are, there's two of us and we're heartbones. So we just go heartbones, 
number two dot com. Heartbones dot com. Heartbones two. Oh, Heartbones two dot com. Sorry. <laughs> it's <all> and then, <laughs> and then, what's your Instagram and all that? Um, mm. well, there's Heartbones two, and there's Harmar Superstar, and there's Pinata Person for Sabrina. Uh, there's a lot. You can find it all kind of like through the Harmar, a giant dog, Heartbones kind of world. You'll find us. We are, we are, we live on the, we live online sometimes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, thanks, thanks for everybody. having us. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we'll see you at the show tonight. See you at the show. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs>